Welcome to the Courage Matters Podcast with inspirational speaker, author, and creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, Michael Anthony. I'm Aaron Thomas, Executive Director of Courage Matters, and in this special podcast series, we're covering 30 days of crushing your goals, removing false limits, and unleashing your potential. The deeper your well, the more you can draw from. Have you ever thought about something that you wish you could do? Perhaps a specific skill or trait? Today, we talk about digging your well. If you focus on learning a specific trait or skill little by little, you will be able to add additional skills to your skill set. Over time, you will be able to draw from all the knowledge and education that you dug into today. Learn more about this unique concept in episode 27. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 27 of the 30 Days of Crushing Your Goals podcast. As always, Mike, good to see you. Great to be with you, Aaron. Great to have another great podcast episode today, whether you're watching or listening. I know that first what we're doing is we're releasing them on audio, the majority of them, and then we're going to be releasing all the podcasts on video. And we'll be doing pretty much most of our podcasts whenever possible on video as well so that you can uh, get a little more of an immersive experience. Right, right, right for awesome. sure. So great to be with you, man. Appreciate all the hard work that you're doing here on Courage Matters. Absolutely. Thanks to all of you who um, are supporters of what we're doing at Courage Matters. We really appreciate you immensely. Absolutely. It, it makes this possible. As well as, you know, when you get the resources that we put out, that helps fund what we're doing as well. So it's a win-win. It's not like, you know, we're you got a handout. Hey, would you please help us? We're actually helping you, and in that process, uh, it becomes a win-win, a synergy. So, right, super exciting, Absolutely. man. So, digging your well is what today is all about. Yep, brand new concept. Digging your well. Digging my well. Mm-hmm. Digging each other's well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk, let's let's Dig talk about your what well. What is first of all? Let's talk about what is a well. Because mm-hmm. some that might be too old for some people to relate to. Yeah. What, what's a well? It's true because in many places, people have public water and you don't have a well. A well is your individual. We have a well at our house, uh, it, a reservoir that has to be dug where they have to drill into the ground so many feet until they hit water and then they tap it. And then that's what you have for your house, the water for your house. And the phrase actually came from me from a former pastor that I had, Steve Lizio. So I want to give credit to Steve Lizio. I was asking him one time about going to school and he said, I think it's a great idea because the deeper your well, the more you can draw from. Hmm. And sometimes you can live in a place where you have a shallow well where um, the, the water was easily hit. You hit the water table very quickly. Other places you have to dig a deep well because there's not much water. You know, if you keep digging, you're eventually going to hit water. You don't hit the center of the earth, you hit water. Really? Yeah, but the problem can be if you have a deep well, um, or even a, sh- a shallow well. It depends on your water supply, and the water pressure can be an indicator of how much of the supply there is. But the deeper your well, the more the, the greater the water supply is that you can draw from because hmm. you, you have this uh, this access to the, to the water. So that's the idea that it comes yeah. from. And uh, Steve Lizio, I mean, here it is years later, man, and it made its way into the Courageous Life Planning System. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely makes sense now. So let's talk about it. This is something that you can do in all seven areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So you talk about the the con- just the concept of the deeper it is, the more you get to draw from. Mm-hmm. So the more am- ammunition you have, the more mm-hmm. knowledge you have. So let's talk about it in the, the area of relationships. Right. What does it mean to dig your well in relationships? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And I think um, 
it's an important distinction to make. You know, whereas you're talking about the education area of one of the seven areas of life, digging your well applies to, as you're saying, each of the seven areas of life. That what you're doing is you're learning, you're a lifetime student of that area. So in the area of relationships, you want to learn all that you can, as much as you can, in an ongoing way throughout the course of your life. Hmm. It's not like you go, went to college, you went to a graduate school or got a doctorate and you finished and you, you graduated on a particular day and then you have a diploma and a degree, you know, a diploma that's on your wall. Digging the well is an ongoing, never-ending process where you are continuing to do what? To invest in yourself so that you have more to give in response. Remember, in the goal setting and goal achievement process, if your goals don't lead you to be selfless, then you're not doing it right. Hmm. Setting and achieving goals is not just about becoming the best version of you as if it's just you. The The huge part about be becoming the best version of you is that you become less selfish and more selfless, that you're giving, you're contributing. So in the area of relationships, you would want to learn things like how to be a good listener, empathic listening, not fake listening, right? <laughs> fake listening. How do you know if you're fake listening when your spouse says to you, what did I just say? And my wife will do that to me uh, at times and say, what, what did I just say? And it's like busted, uh, you know, empathic listening, really paying attention, right? You're getting married. What did you just say? You're getting married soon. I am. And you're going to start experiencing this. Yeah. If you're really listening, right? Especially those of us, you're highly driven, you're a go-getter, and you marry somebody who has a different skill set, different aptitude, different personality. And um, yep. You're going to be tested, be tested. <laughs> so relationships, becoming a better listener, becoming a better communicator, both in written and oral form. Uh, we see it all the time because we're an email texting society. And I, I see it in a tremendous way. I was an English major as an undergrad, you know, author. Here's uh, my book, first book with Thomas Nelson, A Call for Courage, Living with Power, Truth and Love in an Age of Intolerance and Fear. So that's the how-to manual on how to stand up and speak out in a sit down, shut up world. So great book, by the way. I'm, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I and, loved it. And this coming election year, 2020, is going to be another popular um, find because how do you live in a world where people don't get along? Well, they can't agree, yeah. can't disagree agreeably. That's what the book is about how to stand up and speak out in a sit down, shut up world. And um, dealing with all the editors and the editorial process, the copy editor, the, the editor in chief, all this stuff. Helps you have an appreciation for grammar and language and punctuation and flow and sentence length. You know, don't have a, a series of long sentences. You have a long sentence followed by a short sentence, followed by an intermediate sentence, followed by another long sentence. All that stuff in the context of things. Did you know that a period in a quotation, in a, in a quote, goes within the quotation mark? Uh, really important to understand those kinds of things and where the parentheses go. So today we're living in that texting society, that fast information society, social media, emailing society, and people don't have really good written communication skills anymore the way right. they used to, especially it's like a, an epidemic in the country. So relationships, being a good listener, being a good communicator, whether it's written, whether it's in uh, oral form, uh, body language, 90% or so about anywhere between 80 to 90% of all 
communication is nonverbal. Did you know that? So if I'm starting to talk like this, I'm communicating something to you because my body language is saying something to you, right? And you just heard my voice fade away from the microphone as I spun my chair around. Um, 80 to 90% of all communication is nonverbal. Well, how would you know that? If you dug your well and you were interested in learning about relationships, you would stumble upon eventually the area of communication and you would learn that. And then you would begin to realize that I had this uh, ridiculous, ridiculously bad habit that Janet has helped me with tremendously. And, it, and it, it's a lifetime habit. It's a, everybody in our family has it. My brothers have it. Uh, my, my dad had it. I think his brothers had it. When we concentrate, we will, I'm not even going to do it. We will make our eyebrows, you know, what is it called? Tursing your eyebrows, make our eyebrows scrunch up. And it's because we're really, we're thinking deeply, but if I were to do it, I'm not going to do it because I would scare you. If I were to do it, it looks like I'm mad, man. I'm not mad at all. I'm thinking deeply, Right. but being aware of that is a huge thing because you don't want to come around like you're mad. Right. You don't, you, you know, you're walking down the hallway and you're thinking deeply, well, it looks like you're mad. That guy looks like he's mad. Well, it's not, it's not an anger, mad issue. It's a deep thinking issue, but you need to be aware of those kinds of things because if 80 to 90% of all communication is non-verbal, huh. you can be shooting yourself in the foot by communicating with your, your um, countenance, something contrary to what you're really experiencing deep down. So that relationships area, learning about how to use your time effectively so that you're planning things like your vacations. And this is where there's overlap, rest and recreation with um, the area of relationships, for example. None of the areas, seven areas of life are in isolation. They don't yeah. happen in a vacuum. So you're learning about all these things. You're being intentional. You're digging your well so that the, the more information you have, the more application you can churn out, the more you know, the more you can grow, the more you can contribute. Mm. That's the idea. Yeah. So is, is this just about learning and knowledge or can, can you take it a step further and look at your relationships as far as the, the deeper your relationships, the more you have to draw from, but mm -hmm. the same with thinking about connections and networking, how yeah. valuable Massive. networking is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've shared numerous contacts with me. Yeah. I'm renovating a house right now. I needed a good drywall. Your house, as we my, refer to my it. House. And his fiance. <laughs> that Mike we, thinks we've met doesn't once. exist. The phantom fiance. Yes. Right. So you've introduced me to quite a lot of people that mm -hmm. have been able to help me. Mm -hmm. And likewise, I've been able to help them. So mm -hmm. there's that sense of communities, the more relationships and the more connections you have, the right. more that you're able to, to pull from. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking about finances too. I mean, the deeper your finances, the more right. you're going to be able to pull from to invest and give. The more generous you can be. The more generous. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Money so, is not evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. It's the love of money, the, the idolatrous approach to money where your world revolves around money, that is the root of all evil. It's important to get that right because so many people, especially in the church, have a wrong attitude about money. I had a wrong attitude about money thinking it was evil. Eventually, you're going to have to make money. Yeah. And eventually, you're going to be limited in your generosity depending on, guess what, how much money you have. Right. So you got to get that money issue settled. So, yeah, yeah is can... In the concept of digging your well, is it just learning and knowledge and it, it might be, mm -hmm. or do you view it as 
tangible stuff too. The people you know, the connections you have, the amount mm-hmm. of finances you may yeah. or may not have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, health yeah. and fitness. The amount of time that you spend running right. can help you when, I don't know, you're being chased by a bad guy. Yeah, when something's like chasing that guy you. behind you right now. <laughs> or, or, you know, think about Alzheimer's and dementia. They're now doing studies now about the mind-body connection. We talked about this in one of the other podcasts. The mind-body connection of the more uh, healthy you are physically and aerobically, the more healthy you are in your body that has a direct impact on your cognitive skills. And guess what? That also affects your relational skills. So it's a massive thing because if you're good at relationships, right? Think about this, everybody. If you're good at relationships, you will go much further in life than if you're bad at relationships. Because if I'm having a conversation with you right now, everybody, I'm not looking, I'm not making eye contact with Aaron. I'm looking away. If you're listening, if you're watching, you can you can see what I'm doing. And I'm having a conversation with you right now. We've all had, had these things with people where you're having a conversation with them and, and they're not making eye contact with you and they're looking off into the distance and, and sometimes they look up. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And you kind of want to get a flag out. It makes you uncomfortable, right? Doesn't it just even make you uncomfortable to see me do this? You want to get a flag out and wave it in front. Hey, I'm right over here. <laughs> you know, people who are good relationally go far in life. And the only way you're going to become better relationally is if you become aware of all the dynamics that are involved in things like emotional intelligence. That's a huge thing right now. Mm. Emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? Well, it's it's your ability to relate with other people, to be self-aware emotionally and to be able to be cognizant of and appreciative of and um, embracing, incorporating where somebody else is emotionally in a conversation or in a group, the group dynamic, what's happening emotionally with this group of people? Because really, unless and until you make an emotional connection with somebody, or I would say it this way, uh, the emotional connection you have, the kind of emotional connection you have with somebody or lack of emotional connection has everything to do with synergy. Hmm. It has everything to do with intimacy, has everything, which is what? The grease of life, relationships, good relationships are the grease of life. If you're not happy in life, there's a great probability. You ready for this? Here it comes. Brace yourself. Buckle up. Four-point harness. If you're not happy in life, there's a high probability that your relationships suck or your most meaningful or the, the relationship that is supposed to be most meaningful to you does not have as much meaning as it should have. Mm. That alone is going to re- result in the majority of happiness or the wonder what they're doing upstairs. Uh, I don't know if you could hear that on the mic. Um, the quality of your relationships or the lack of quality is going to have a direct impact on your happiness and your mm-hmm. contentedness in life. So you would say it all starts with, with learning. It all starts with knowledge. It, 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 life is school and you're going to get out of life what you put in. So I believe that all education, the purpose of all education, I don't care what it is, is application. Hmm. If it's not uh, something that leads you to application, then why do you do it? Now, don't tell my 15-year-old son who's taking, what is he taking, trig or, or, or uh, geometry, geometry or whatever. This is useless to me, right? And when I was in college after calculus, my senior year, I was like, I never You scored. love math, right? I, oh, my gosh. And, you're, and, and Brooke loves math. She's going to teach it. Yeah. 
God love her. I'm concerned about her. <laughs> um, but so you have to be careful. You're not so, well, I'm not going to use calculus ever again. Well, you might not, but you, your cognitive ability that is involved in that, um, there's tremendous value in that. So um, all education, the purpose of all education, and this would revolutionize your life if you had this understanding. The purpose of it is for application. Hmm. It needs to bring you to the point of application. So digging your well is huge. I want to talk a little bit about how that's done, because um, if you don't understand the principle of digging your well, you're not going to dig your well. You're not going to have as much to draw from, and you are going to suffer in life. In every one of those seven areas of life, you're going to suffer. Hmm. You're going to have difficulty. You're going to you're going to come up, and you're going to hit a brick wall. At some point or another, it's going to happen to you. So the idea of digging your well, depth determines overflow. Depth determines flow is a, a huge thing when it comes to setting and achieving goals. Remember, it's not just setting goals, it's achieving them. It's, it's huge. It's central to your success. Right. So let, let's jump into the how it's done. I know that before we started recording this, we broke out the calculator and did, did some math with it. And it's crazy how much your time compounds. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Who was it that, that said about the, the compound interest? Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, the, Warren Buffett. So you think about Warren Buffett? Yeah, Warren Buffett uh, or, says it's the eighth wonder, ninth wonder yeah. of the world or, or something. So yeah. the same way that compound interest with finances are so powerful, it's the same with your time and your time adds up. It does add up. So I, I, it's crazy, right? It's I mean, How many of us would say, man, I wish I could go back to school if I only had the time. But if you do the math and you think about how much time the average teenager spends more than nine hours a day now on a screen uh, with a smartphone, gaming, television, some type of electronic device, more time than they do sleeping, hmm. more time than they do sleeping in bed. It's unbelievable. If you start to think about how much time you spend with these devices that you could be that you could spend on digging your well, learning about relationships studying a topic, say for a week long. I'm going to take a week. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to take a week. I'm going to listen to a podcast every day. I'm going to take a week. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to reflect on it. I'm going to have it bent. By the way, don't just read your Bible. Approach your Bible with, an, with the attitude of whatever I read, I'm going to immediately apply. I'm going to mm-hmm. immediately apply. And don't over-spiritualize it and say the devil's really on my butt. It might be you're kicking your own butt because you're not putting into practice what you should be putting into practice. And churches do this all the time, man. They say, oh, I want to fall back and say, oh, it's spiritual warfare. You know, a lot of spiritual warfare is material warfare. Hmm. A lot of spiritual warfare is material warfare. You're having a spiritual problem because you did not take responsibility to do what you knew you should do what you know you should do, and you're looking for an excuse to get out of it. And then you're going to drop back and you're going to punt and you're going to say, well, it's grace, it's undeserved favor. And then you're going to say, well, the sovereignty of God. Stop blaming everything on God. He gets such a bad rap. It's unbelievable. Take responsibility for your life. Somebody's watching or listening and you're, you're probably jumping up and down and saying, yes, I get it. I understand. <laughs> Preach it. Man. So um, what, where was I going with that one? What was I saying with that one? You take a week. You take focus a week, on one thing with focus week. on one topic, focus on, you know, get, there's this thing called Amazon, where you can, by, by the way, you can get a call for courage on Amazon, ridiculously low price. You can get it at, um, uh, on, on our website as well, um, at uh, courage matters or, uh, official, the official Michael Anthony website. Anyway, focus like at a week at a time, seven day revolution. I'm going to read this book. 
Um, I'm going to, you may say, oh, I'm not a good reader. Well, that's because you haven't read. Start reading. You'll become a better reader. You, didn't, you weren't a good walker at one time either. <laughs> now you can walk. So the, start doing it. Be committed to, hey, I'm going to zero in. It's informal, but it's important, right? A degree does not necessarily make something valid and significant. There's no excuse. You could be listening to podcasts, get the Courage Matters app and listen to the podcasts, right? Okay. While you're driving, like yeah. make good use of that time in your car. Well, let's think of or that, when right? You're, when you're getting a shower. Oh my goodness. Think about that, right? Um, and now with the way smartphones are, you can take a smartphone into, into the shower. Just make sure Waterproof. it's not on selfie mode. That could be frightening. Um, I would but agree. You can, it can, it can you know, endure the elements. But think about this, right? Say you have a, a half hour of a commute a day half hour, which in many cases, uh, the average person has longer than a half hour commute. And we're talking about total. And you do that, let's just for for conversation purposes, you do that for 365 days. Yes, I know you're not going to do it on holidays and you're going to take vacation, all that stuff, but let's just round it off. Half hour a day, 365 days comes out to over 10,000 minutes in a year, which is over, it's, it's seven and a half days mm -hmm. around the clock we're talking about 24 7 sit in a chair ready go we'll see you in seven and a half days and where am i when you come back sitting in a chair that's how much compound interest when it comes to time compounding your time a half hour a day of digging your well listening to great material reading great material will accumulate to the equivalent of an entire week around the clock. Mm. Like we're not saying like uh, Just Fresh. Isn't that the place that does those meals? What's the place that does those those meals that um, you wouldn't know this yet because, man, you're batching it still where you can get these meals made and they deliver them to your door. We tried it out on a Groupon. We're, we're, we're talking about. We're, Did you not like it? Uh, no, it was really good. Uh, Why'd you stop? Well, the Groupon rate was phenomenal. It's probably better <laughs> I didn't say the name of the company. You know who I'm talking about if you did this for. It was great. Um, it comes to your door. It's really fresh food and stuff. Already made or do you need to make it? You, you, need, you need to put the components together. So they'll give you like um, teriyaki stir fries. So they give you the chicken that you need to um, heat up. And they give you all the vegetables that's, that are right there. a box every single day? Or like it depends on how you want to do it. Aaron, how would you like to do it? I think it's exciting to get a package of the mail. So every single day. Every day. Just, you could do it. You could spend a lot of money doing that. I wish you still had that Groupon. I'd try um, it out. Well, you go get on Groupon. Look up food. You know, you'll be able to see them. Uh, <laughs> uh, meals, meal plans or whatever. Um, you think about, uh, it's, it's not seven days of, okay, I'm going to have meals. Seven days worth of meals. You're talking about 24-7, 24 hours a day for seven and a half days. Yeah. It accumulates in 365 days out of the year to, to over to an entire week. And most of us have, you think about, just do it this way. Okay, say I've got an hour commute, half hour in the morning, half hour at the end of the day. And you were listening to stuff, right? Listening to a podcast, um, getting up a half hour earlier. We talked about your daily routine, going to bed at a certain time, getting up at a certain time. Say you were doing that an hour uh, a day. Just doing that an hour a day, digging your well, learning yeah. about the area of my career. I'm going to learn. I'm going to I'm not happy with my career. I'm going to learn about all the different careers that I might be interested in. And you're going to listen to podcasts about that stuff. Read about that stuff. Read blogs, all, all kinds of stuff. 
man, you do that for an hour a day. Yeah. That comes out to two entire 24-7 weeks out of the year. Now, compound that by 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. That's how you become an expert at anything in life. You want to become an expert on finances? You're going to start by being somebody who knows nothing about them or very little. But can you imagine if you listened with a bent toward applying it about finances for a half hour a day? Yeah. Where you're going to be 30 years from now? Yeah. This is the whole idea, everybody, about digging your well. This is this is what you're doing. It's different than the education area of goals, uh, where education is one of the seven areas of life. It's different because it's kind of like a potpourri. You're taking a season and you're doing this, and you're taking a season and you're doing that. You use the seven areas of life maybe as a template hmm. for sparking. Well, what can I learn? Well, I need, I think I can learn about health and fitness. Yeah, I can learn about health and fitness, and I'm going to dedicate a month half hour a day to reading up on that, learning about that, listening to that. Yeah. That, that's what it is. It's, 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 it's learning about the different areas of life and growing and investing in yourself so that in the overflow, it affects your life and it affects the lives of other people. Right. And, and being intentional about the time. I know like 30 minutes a day might seem a lot. You might seem like I, I barely have enough to fit. I barely have enough hours in my day to fit mm-hmm. in what I have to do. Mm-hmm. But if you stop and realize your commute is my, is, is one of the favorite thing, yeah. my yeah. favorite things about the day, because I'm, it's an opportunity to learn about something mm-hmm. to get better at something. Right. Same with, as you're getting ready in the morning, mm-hmm. the mindless activities, again, you don't want to multitask. You don't want to be trying to listen to a podcast while you're trying to work on right. something else. Mm-hmm. But stuff like brushing your teeth, getting a shower, right? getting ready in the morning, mm-hmm. driving. Um, chances are you're probably spending at least 30 minutes a day watching right. TV, Absolutely. if not a couple hours right. in the evening. Right. So Don't channel surf. We're a great way to waste time. And that, that was a good point, too. I was actually listening to a podcast on the way in here, and they were talking about habits and how do you actually have habits become a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you if you have a bad habit of coming home and watching TV at night, put factors in between it that's going to make you want to resist that. So mm. the only way that you can Smart. watch TV, you at, at the end of the day, you unplug the TV. Mm. Whenever you're done watching it, you unplug it. Mm-hmm. So for you to watch TV, you have to A, right. name what you want to watch. Mm-hmm. So you can't just plug it in and channel surf. Mm-hmm. But plug it in with intention that I'm going to watch X, Y, Z, plug it in. Right. Take the batteries out of the remote. That way you're not just sitting there and, yeah, I have nothing else to do. Yeah. And I can just pull out my phone or pull out the remote right. and turn it on. See, that's why you don't want, when you get up in the morning, and I'm tempted to do this too, you start checking your texts mm-hmm. or you check the news. That's your prime time. And then, by the way, when you when you go from, you're, you're in beta, alpha, theta, and delta states, those different sleep cycles that mm-hmm. you go through. Theta, I believe, is the one when you're in deep sleep. And then delta is the one when you, I think, begin to wake up. Uh, I, I might be confusing those right now. Please don't uh, uh, shoot me for getting those <laughs> wrong. The different mental states, beta, alpha, theta, and delta, that time when you wake up, first wake up in the morning, is the most crucial time in setting your emotional state and getting momentum for that whole day. 
So you don't want to be using your smartphone foolishly, right? In the, in the beginning of the day, that's one of the yeah. worst things that you can do. There's no excuse today. We have, we have such a, such uh, information is, is so easily available today. Blogs and um, podcasts and video podcasts, right? Uh, you know, we do with our TV. We, we, we actually have it on a stand that we wheel it into the garage. We unplug it, wheel it into the garage and put it into a closet, lock the closet and then close the garage door. So if we want to watch TV, we really have to be intentional about it. And I'm pulling your leg. I was going to say, that's a lot Busted. of work. I got all of you. I'm just making sure you're paying but attention. But imagine if you did do that. I imagine guarantee you, you'd watch a lot less you, you TV. You'd watch a lot less TV. Yeah. Because there's so many barriers yeah. to do it. Is you it probably wouldn't it? have many friends either. I don't know. Because there's probably other things, emotional intelligence-wise, that you might be suffering from. I would agree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the concept of digging your well can be so powerful. Because, again, you're focusing on one specific thing. Do it for a week at a time. Right. Hey, I want to get I want to get better at. For me, I, I'm a marketer. I love digital advertising. Yep. I want to get better at retargeting with Facebook ads. Absolutely. I'm going to focus on that. Absolutely. And then maybe the next week, I want to get better at. Yeah. Graphic design. Yep. Focus yep. on that. I want to focus a little bit on you know uh, for me, growing up, uh, you know we talk with our boys about this. Nobody ever gave me a sense of fashion. Right. <laughs> now you can go overboard. And you can, you know, it can be all about fashion. But, um, well, my mom a little bit helped me understand the colors. You know, are you a winter? Or are you a summer? Or a spring or a fall? Are you familiar with those? I remember you talking, talking about yeah, before. Yeah, what colors seem to go good with your eye color and your hair color and your complexion and everything. Um, but um, nobody really sat me down and said, hey, you want to tuck your shirt in or this kind of shirt you don't want to tuck in or... Uh, here's how a, a, a sport coat should fit. You don't want it to look like a bed sheet on you. You <laughs> want it to be like today, right now, fashion-wise, those slim fit sports coats are in. And they might go out of fashion again. You know, things happen all the time like mm-hmm. that. But um, nobody sat me down and, and did that. Well, you know, you might be communicating, like we were watching a video uh, earlier today when we were exercising, we listened to motivational stuff. You know, we were in our, our, our Great use home of your gym. Time. Yeah, making use time. And um, my one son said uh, about we were watching this communicator, and his like eight year old daughter was up on the stage speaking, communicating. And her dad said, referred to her brand and said, you know, her brand. So my son said, she has her own brand. And I said to him, everybody has their own brand. Everybody is a brand. What's the brand? What are you known for? What are you known for? What you wear communicates something about you. It's huge, right? If yeah. 90%, 80% and up of all communications nonverbal, what does the way that you're dressing communicate about you? It says mm-hmm. something. And it's amazing. As parents, first of all, many of us haven't thought through that. So likewise, we haven't helped our children think through that, right? And you see this problem all the time with with. Uh, with with the Me Too movement, which I think is a healthy movement. I think it's very healthy to be concerned about sexual boundaries and uh, people are not objects, not just women, people are not objects. But we kind of want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to wear spandex pants that are so tight that they're skin tight. We want to wear low cut top. Or as a guy, let's be fair about this, you want to have the open shirt to show your your masculine chest, 
and uh, maybe the pinky ring if you're, you grew up in New Jersey uh, with an Italian Catholic family, the little gold pinky ring that you're waving around showing everybody. But we kind of want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to dress in a certain way that communicates what? Perhaps uh, promiscuity. Hmm. Now, I'm very cognizant of haters. So I'm also going to say, let's not say promiscuity, but let's say we live in an overly, an over-sexualized society. It's over-sexualized. Hmm. And then we can all agree with that. The movies yeah. that we watch, yeah. right? I was looking for a program a couple of weeks ago and there was Fifty Shades of Grey. Easily accessible. And I thought, huh. And then the, the sequel to it that came out. Totally inappropriate movie, by the way. Mm -hmm. Confusing love with uh, the objectification, mm -hmm. right? When that movie came out, it was groundbreaking in, in a negative way because it, it presents the objectification of an individual, the submission of an individual as an object to be um, controlled by another person as a healthy, loving relationship. And it's twisted. Mm -hmm. It's twisted. It's upside down. And that's part of what I talk about, not that example, but in A Call for Courage, that right is wrong, wrong is right, up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left, black is white, white is black. We live in an overly sexualized society. The movies we watch, the music we listen to, the way we dress, and then we get all upset when somebody wants to take advantage of us. Now, here's the deal, because I know that people are going to see, I want to I want to make sure that I'm not painting, causing you to paint the wrong picture here. Not everybody does that and still is treated inappropriately. OK, you can dress modestly right. and be taken advantage of. And that is wrong. But I, I read a statistic, I think it was 30 years ago about pornography when the Internet was just brand new. Hmm. And I was talking about people in the church that 70% of a congregation on a given Sunday, the people are either deeply involved in pornography or have watched some form of pornography over the past month or two. And this was 30 years ago. This was 30 years ago. Wow. And when you look at the statistics on pornography now, used to be that men were the primary uh, consumers of pornography. The United States is the number one consumer of pornography, by the way. Mm. Women are almost right there now, equal. Wow. Because what's happened is this idea of, let's bring um, a, a healthy attitude of sex and sexuality into our marriage, but where they've gone to get that view that's not healthy is through the pornography industry, which objectification is through the roof. But what's happening in society today, we're seeing pornography being now an accepted means, as long as people are two mutually agreeable people or, or more than two people, as long as those people are consenting adults, hmm. it's okay. Well, look at how it's morphing. Now, 10 years from now, it might not be to consenting adults. It might be a consenting adult and maybe what somebody might try to say is a consenting whatever, right? Yeah. Non-adult yeah. or non-human for that matter. This is where we're headed as a society. Um, but 
if you want to grow in any area of life, you have to be intentional about that area of life. You have to be somebody who says, I want to learn about this. I've got time. My life is my time. My time is my life. They're inseparable. Why don't I use it wisely? Yeah. To and do that's what? the biggest thing is the, using it wisely. Yeah. Dig your well. Dig your well. Think about what would you what would you do with 30 minutes a day to grow and to learn now that you understand the cumulative effect of it. You could in the course of your life, you could get several PhDs, the equivalent yeah. of it. So do it. Why don't you do it? And you might say, I don't have 30 minutes. Well, you might not have 30 minutes because you haven't taken the time of your life really seriously. You mm-hmm. haven't taken an inventory. You haven't evaluated, right? To, to move forward, you have to look backward. Where have I been up to this point? How am I using my time? How am I using my, my life? And make a few adjustments. You can make a few minor adjustments in your life that can have a major impact. So uh, you, you don't have 30 minutes. If you genuinely don't have 30 minutes, genuinely don't have 30 minutes, then get 20 minutes, hmm. get 15 minutes. Do what you need to do to be the captain of your own life, right? To, to actually take the only life you have decided forever more seriously than you have. Yeah. And so digging the well is the way, it's, the, it's purposely that, that imagery that I'm providing on purpose to help you understand this concept of the deeper your depth, the more you have to draw from. The more well-rounded a person you become, the more you take seriously the, the CQI, continuous quality improvement of yourself, the more you'll be able to be a positive contributor in society and the more you increase your odds of becoming what? That that masterpiece mosaic. You make yeah. something of your life that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. I love it. My great conversation tomorrow is all about overcoming discouragement, which I, I can relate to. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, they might just, things happen, life happens, mm-hmm. and people get discouraged. But right. there's a way around that. There's a way to overcome it, and yeah. there's a healthy way to look at mm-hmm. um the situations and circumstances that happen in life. So right. I'm super excited for tomorrow's episode. It's going to be good. And episode particularly that, that whole idea of, uh, I can't believe it's 28 already. I know. The whole idea of overcoming that discouragement in the goal setting process, because right. that's one of the prime excuses that people will use. Well, I tried setting goals before and it didn't happen. It didn't work. Uh, I just wasn't able to do it. So you drop back and you punt and you throw away everything. You're going to encounter discouragement in the goal achieving process. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about how do you handle that discouragement so that you do what you keep moving forward. So man, great time with you again. Absolutely. Awesome. So give us your questions, info at couragematters.com and on social media at the official Michael Anthony on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll see you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed today's Courage Matters podcast along with other podcasts in this series, 30 Days of Achieving Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. Why not share this podcast and this series with a friend who could use a lift? And if you're looking to take your life to the next level, you'll love the new Courageous Life Planning System. It'll walk you through a proven process to help you set and achieve great goals, live with no limits, and unleash your greatest potential. No other goal achievement system gives you so much to positively revolutionize your life. It'll help you set and achieve lifetime and long-term goals so that your dreams become a reality one day at a time. To get your Courageous Life Planning System, download the free Courage Matters app or visit CourageousLifeSystem.com. That's CourageousLifeSystem.com. It's your time to soar.